Welcome to the Drunk Guys Book Club, where books aren't just for school, where book clubs aren't just for women, and we're rushing to get more beer. <laughs> I'm Mike. I'm Nate. I'm Jimmy. And we are the Drunk Comrades. I mean, the Drunk Guys. And, ooh, starting with a beer. This week we are reading... The fuck is this Shadow called already? Shadow and Bone, which is <laughs> not a Cinemax movie. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we're reading Shadow and Bone by Lee Bardugo. And I'm going to start with this beer. This beer is, uh, you know, Nate, this is the last one we bought together before that beer store closed <laughs> that we used to go to. From November of 2019 is when that store closed. So this has been sitting around a little while. But it's okay because it's a Russian Imperial Stout that's 11 point, oh no, excuse me, 12.4% alcohol. Mm. So I feel like it could it could, it could last. Yeah. This is from Brewer, Brewer Ridge Brewery Keys, Pure and Craft. It's called Imperial Stout 1850. They are in... Place you can't uh, pronounce. Well, that's that's for damn sure. The Netherlands, and it also says on the bottom. <laughs> I mean, does <laughs> so hard to pronounce that. <laughs> the fucking Dutch bags. Okay, then here it says, "No Russians were hurt while brewing." So that's the connection to this book, which takes place in a fictional czarist Russia, basically with magic. And this is a very traditional Russian imperial stout. This is not a pastry stout that has you know marshmallows and captain crunch attitude or anything like that it's just it just says it actually says in the back here it's just water barley rye hops sugar and yeast and that's it and booze baby and a lot of booze it is uh for that kind of a strong beer that doesn't have any like sweet shit in there to hide the burning of death it is um you know pretty smooth and not not uh overpowering this is a smooth nice thing I get a lot of chocolate flavors from it without it being actual chocolate. And I do get a roasted, like roasted coffee grind kind of, you know, flavor in there too. But not off, not overly bitter. It's really nicely balanced out. So it's a really great example of that style if you're into that style that we don't, you don't see too much of anymore. So this book, why am I looking at this John Grisham page still? Okay, <laughs> Shadow and Bone uh, came out in 2012 and it is Lee Bardugo's first book. And uh, started a lengthy series. They never like say a year. I mean, it doesn't have to have a year. It's a, it's a fantasy world, but it's clearly in a Russian world. Like they have rifles, so I, it's it seemed if I was to guess, it was like uh, call it Napoleonic era, early eighteen hundreds. That's kind of what I was picturing in my mind, but somewhere around there. But that's about as that's about also as technologically advanced as Russia was in nineteen oh five. So it's not really <laughs> there's a range. But there was the guy that's clearly like modeled on Rasputin. All right. So the main character is Alina. She is an orphan on a nice <laughs> what? Uh, on a uh, estate, I guess. That, that that that's part of a few uh, thief. thief. Yeah, it's, exactly. It's, it's she's a serf. Russia in the eighteen hundreds. She's a serf, but uh, you know, <laughs> serfs up. <laughs> but everyone was a serf back then, so you know it was normal. But she's an orphan, and she's you know little. Her best friend is named Mal. It's like there's something wrong with him. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but that's his name, anyway. And, and they their live cousin in the, Bueno. <laughs> <laughs> they live in the you know, fictional country of Ravka instead of Russia. Sure. Why not? It's really and different. the sort of prologue is introducing them as kids, as little kids, uh, Alina and Mal as little kids. And they get visited by these people in very colorful coats. 
who are called Grisha. And it doesn't tell you what that exactly what that means in the beginning, but it's like, do you know what that means, little girl? It's like, yes, you're witches. And that's kind of all you get at the beginning. But they test them to see, I mean, you kind of figure out later, they test them to see if they have magical powers. But then it jumps ahead 10 years. And I guess the answer was no, except it wasn't. Uh, the answer was no. And then suddenly, it's 10 years later, Alina and Mal are you know, young adults or something like that. And they're now in an army and they need to cross the Unsea, also known as the Fold, which is apparently, I mean, I'm still, I was kind of unclear about what it was. It's also not reading that carefully, but I was kind of <laughs> unclear. Like, it's sort of this big, empty, almost like desert thing, I guess. Yeah, it's a desert. Except it has like monsters wasteland. in it. The it's like and not just camels. It's like there's shadows. Every like you can't see very far. Like it's really really cloudy all the time. And there's these monsters that stick to things called the Velcro. I, I totally thought that as well. <laughs> <laughs> that fly and they eat people, but they can only hide in this misty shadow world that's dark and spooky. But they have to cross through it because you know. The mail must get through. I don't know what they're doing. And <laughs> why they need it. My main question about this section, where they, they cross on these boats that are blown with sails by the magic people who can move wind. A lot of fiber. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they're professional blowers. There's, you know, like, you <laughs> know, like in, those old, in those old ships where like the guys are shoveling coal, they're just doing that with lentils. <laughs> <laughs> prune juice and lentils, like a cereal. <laughs> So they're crossing this... Uh, it's not powered by bloody tip. stool. <laughs> <laughs> not too much. So they need to cross because they're in the army and they're ordered like the army's crossing because we want to get to the other side. But they know that the only thing in this shadow world are these flying monsters that will come down and kill them. And yet they're all standing on the deck of this ship. Why don't they just <laughs> go underneath? Why don't they just have like some fucking lanterns. Too. I think they probably have lanterns, <laughs> but it's very dark. It's very dark. Like if you were to think of something something dark, it's darker than that because it's 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 a scary place. So they're uh, sa- they're crossing this. So they're crossing this sand desert, and Alina's on the boat because she's a cartographer, which is really interesting. Uh, <laughs> 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 Riveting. <laughs> And Rob then, K. of course, they get <laughs> attacked by the the Velcro, <laughs> which was entirely predictable. Yeah. So happens every time. This, like they're getting they're getting attacked by these like winged things, and like one of the other her like best friend cartographer gets literally like grabbed and so he gets like, wiped taken off the away. map. <laughs> <laughs> he does. <laughs> So, and then another one comes up and is attacking Alicia. No, not Alicia. Alina. Alina, whatever. <laughs> Alina and Mal, I don't care that much. It's Alicia, but Alina Russian. And Mal. She's like, we cartographers thought these monsters were just legend. <laughs> Defeating yeah. them is key. <laughs> <laughs> Alina? Yeah, Alina is key to defeating them, but, you know. She just has the wrong latitude about things. <laughs> That's the problem. <laughs> Apparently, this thing, this place has been there a very longitude time. (laughs) (laughs) So they get attacked by one of the things, and at first is like it attacks her, and then Mal like shoots it, but that does nothing because guns are just ineffective. Apparently, 
<laughs> and he's a good tracker. He's not a good shooter, I guess. Eh, who knows? Uh, there. Um, <laughs> and then she, like, they go in to attack him, and then suddenly she passes out. And she's like, just does it, and then just suddenly, like, oh, blacks out. Or, or lights out. One of those. Um, it's lights out for her. <laughs> and then she wakes up, and she's still alive. There's, like, blood all over the deck. But there are people there kind of, like, just, like, waking her up. It's like, she awake. And then are, are uh, trying to help her out. And Alina's like, what happened? Where am I? And then she's Where's, almost, like, under guard and brought to the sort of head magical guy whose name is the Darkling. He's clearly, like, really into, like, the cure, you know? <laughs> like, the crow. He wears, like, <laughs> he's like... I'm mysterious. He wears a <laughs> like, lot of black eyeliner. Like his mother's like, Lawrence, come in for like, no, it's the Darkling mother. He's dressed exactly <laughs> like David Bowie in Labyrinth. Yes, yes. Your brother's a goblin now. <laughs> He's just like, <laughs> She's like, I don't, nobody saw, nobody liked that movie, Darkling. Shut up. I love that movie. It's freaky. <laughs> this movie is it's bizarre. Film. <laughs> well, they're basically sailing through the bog of eternal stench. That's what's <laughs> happening in, uh, by the way, can we just go back to the cartographer thing? Like, what an un, what a strange decision for this author to make. That they're, you know, young teen <laughs> cartographers. Well, I think it just had to... She needed something for her to do for the first 10 pages, and then it just gets irrelevant to do. But there's, but there's a part where, um, like, the supervisor comes around when they're all kind of hanging out in the camp before the faded voyage we just talked about, where he's like... Is that your first or second draft of the map? They're mapping a wasteland. <laughs> like, it's what? just dark. How? There's not much there. How many drafts did she need? To... This map needs more black on it. <laughs> <laughs> it needs two old men blowing the wind in the corner. <laughs> it's an 1800s shitty map. It just it just was it was really weird. Yeah. I think it was just an excuse to like teach 12-year-olds the word cartographer. <laughs> so Alina is brought you know, under guard to see the head dude who's named the Darkling. And he says, like, did anyone see what happens? And everyone was like, uh, I-, I don't know. It just, got, it just got really light out all of a sudden. And then the person's like, are you sure? No, I'm not sure. I, we were under attack. That was the head cartographer, I think. And then finally another person says, yes. That girl there, she lit up like the sun. She's a daughter, you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> so it, clearly, uh, Alina is able to make light. This beer is called <laughs> Make Light by Mast Landing. And it is that a is double on the dry nose, hop dude. <laughs> India Pale Ale. Yeah, I was looking for beers and I was like, found it. This one just lit up on the shelf for you, huh? Should say when we have good ideas, like we don't have like a light bulb appear over our heads. It's it's a beer, and this one is it. The combination of those two tropes. How? What kind of style is it? Well, it is an Indian IPA, double dry hopped oh. IPA. Um, it's pretty good. It's pretty. Su- it's actually sweet, but also has a bitter aftertaste. I would say, which is a weird combination. It's not juicy. I wouldn't describe it as that, but it's nice. How strong is it? Six point three. Child's play. Like this children's literature. So when Alina can make things, make it lighter outside, that, you know, that apparently this is a really big deal. But, you know, like a fantasy novel who 
The main character doesn't know about their powers at the beginning and has to be slowly explained to them over the course of the plot, which is fine. It's just like every other fantasy novel. So at the beginning, he doesn't know, and all, all of a sudden the Darkling says something like, oh, you are going to be our most valuable asset or something like that. Yeah, something not like that. A, not the exact We're going to change the world or something. You know, we need to bring you to the the capital or the palace or whatever it's called right away because clearly you're going to be under attack. The, the other countries, one of which was named Shu, <laughs> one is clearly Yo, China language. and one is clearly like Scandinavia. And one's the yeah, Dutch. Yeah, I'm guessing Shu. Shu are the Asians. They're clearly going to try and assassinate you right away as soon as they hear about it. So they put her in a carriage and say, go, like, just, just get out of here. Just, like, get there as fast as possible. And, of course, they get attacked on the way. And, of course, the guards with her don't really explain anything because that would make the book too easy. Uh, they, they do get attacked, but then the Darkling comes in and cuts them in half just with, with magic. And, uh... You know, if it had been, like, a cool 90s movie, he would have said a really cool phrase when he said that, like a catchphrase. Like, he would have said, what's up, home slice? (laughs) (laughs) This is home slice from Fifth Hammer. It is a 13% imperial stout with lactose, vanilla, chocolate, and ancho chiles. Hmm. Ancho was an anagram for nacho. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, actually, I think it's the opposite particle to a nacho. It's like an antimatter nacho. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cancel, they cancel out. <laughs> this is interesting. This is gonna. I'm gonna say what it what it tastes like, and it's gonna sound bad when I say it. But it's not bad. It's interesting. It's not. It's it's pretty good. But it tastes kind of like like red cough syrup, Dimetap or Tylenol, like Robitussin. Yeah, one of the Tussins. Ooh, Tossin. Yeah. It's interesting. I don't think any of the ingredients you listed are no. ingredients. I mean, like, it's like kind of like the fake. kind of that. But it tastes like a stout. It's not spicy. It's ancho chilies, but that's good. I don't really like spicy drinks. The whole concept is dumb to me. But it's 13%. That's oh, damn fool. Who doesn't, want, who doesn't want spicy beverages? I don't know, like most people. <laughs> <laughs> most people don't want that. People don't know what they want. People are fools. This isn't like the, the this king isn't in this book. Beer is people. I don't know what that means, but... Well, if corporations can be people, I guess beer could be people. That was uh, Mitt Romney said that. Is that, is that Citizen, Citizens United? Is that that case? Was that what that... But wasn't, wasn't uh, he referring to... That does come to... from the Supreme Court, but that has not come from Citizen United. It's from actually a really long time ago. Okay, it's okay. A, a different case. It's actually a really long story. No, it's literally like the notes that a court reporter wrote down. It wasn't even in a wasn't even in an actual decision. It's literally hmm. some side note that went along with a decision, and then they just kind of adopted it. Anyway, that's a it's a really hmm. long story that I don't well, know enough about. You know, shit ton more than us, so. You win this round of who knows the dumbest shit. (laughs) (laughs) There'll be more to play later. My crown is safe. (laughs) Speaking of dumb shit, these beers are brought to us (laughs) by people who pay us for this. (laughs) (laughs) They're not dumb shits. They're pretty cool, actually. and They're paying us to give them dumb shit. 
That's capitalism, baby. <laughs> now, if you uh, want to support the podcast, you can head on over to patreon.com slash drunk guys book club where you can support the support us with, uh, you know, uh, I don't think they accept rubbles, uh, but you could Rubble, use uh, Barney rubbles. Real... Listen, I thought it was I've been told rubles my whole life. But then when I had Russian movers move my furniture once, I got into a heavy conversation with the man from Russia and he kept saying rubbles. And I was like. And I kept trying to do that thing where you say it right after them, a different way to like correct them, you know? And I'm like, that is a lot of rubles. <laughs> like, you, he's like, like, yes, a, many. like you said it was small child. <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. Subtly you try to correct like, him. <laughs> subtle, yeah, exactly. But he, he, was, he was obstinate. Like, he was like, yes, yes, many rubles. And I was like, I don't know if you're speaking backwards or Russian, but it sounds the same to me. It's probably like one of those in-between sounds that's like not in our language. Oh, yeah. It's not in any language. It's in, a, it's in a faraway land. Well, I took Russian, and they said rubles in that, so I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I'm... It's probably... Like, blah, 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 blah. Maybe that guy... Maybe that one dude was an idiot. You know what? Those guys were fucking intense movers. The, <laughs> yeah. The first... It was four that we call... They're in my uh, my phone still, in case we ever have to move again, as the burly Russians. Uh, that's what <laughs> <laughs> and they showed up on a Saturday morning. That's their polka band, too. And, uh, and, and yeah, it's like just fucking shredding the balalaika. But... <laughs> they showed up and they were like all clearly hungover as fuck, and <laughs> and one guy was so hungover he like couldn't even stand. And they're like, "Do you have any like like he wanted like aspirin for the guy?" So I had nothing available. It was all packed up. So like, I'll go to the store. There's a super uh, uh, fucking pharmacy across the street, and I'll get get something. So I bought like this generic Motrin. And I brought back the bottle. Like, does this work? And he's like, "Yes, it'll do." And I never saw the rest of the bottle. He just took the whole thing. He ate the whole and thing. And they just ate, ate it all at once. All of them. They just ate them all <laughs> and pounded Red Bulls. Tic Tacs. So those guys, those guys were crazy. Yeah, they were awesome. So anyway, you can support the podcast. You get all sorts of things like voting in our monthly book poll, early access to episodes, tangible goods, and exclusive content. So if that's your thing, head over to patreon.com slash drunk guys book club. So Alina arrives at the Capitol. And, you know, meets meets the king and queen and sort of uh, starts to learn a little bit more about her abilities. Although first she's like, no, there must be some mistake. I'm not Grisha. I don't have magic. And she's also very much missing Mal. Because what we didn't mention before is that she loves Mal. But Mal is all big and strong and hunky. And Alina is skinny. Well, it's basically the Hunger Games, but in Russia still. There's like the childhood friend who's like the big hunky dude, and she's like the plain, kind, ugly girl who gets brought to the magic capital, where someone does magic on her and makes her not ugly. Except in this case, it's actual magic by Genya or Genya. Gina. The superpower of Botox <laughs> yeah. and airbrushing. Real life airbrushing. She she just uh she just puts an Instagram filter over you in real life. <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, in fucking Hunger Games, she had the three people who just waxed her and then, like, did her eyebrows, and suddenly she wasn't ugly. But this one, they they frequently mention, like, oh, I'm plain and my hair is mousy and my eyes are the wrong size and I've got no knees and a bunch of other weird shit. And she's, like, <laughs> an ugly person, but she's probably totally normal looking. Well, interestingly, the Hunger Games is what they called much of Stalin's uh, time in... Uh... In power. <laughs> that was the national sport of Russia for many years. <laughs> At least Ukraine. It was insane in the Ukraine. <laughs> so then they go, yeah, they go through the first of several basically like training montage scenes 
where the first one is where she has to learn how to not be a, a Russian peasant woman and <laughs> and dress like she's part of the aristocracy. And it kind of reminded me a little bit, and I don't think it's not... Sorry, Lee Bardugo did not accomplish this, but it did remind me of War and Peace, of uh, <laughs> like just the utter, the, 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 the stark divide between the the serfs and the you know soldiers and then the rich people who are like like she sits down at the table and she's like oh my god there's sugar and they're like so this is what we have all the time what else do you put on your piles of caviar whatever they're eating and (laughs) (laughs) i don't know (laughs) but but like there's just it's decadent and it is much like hunger games as well and and they're just totally out of touch with what the peasant class is you know the the other 99 percent of the country is living through Except in this class, in this book, the upper class are literally wizards. Well, you know, I guess they earn it. You can't blame them for taking advantage then. Well, they're just born into it. So there's a bunch of training where uh, Alina learns. First, she, like, can't use her powers at all. Uh, at first, she, like, can't do it unless, like, somebody's, like, touching her. She teaches with, trains with an old lady who is also has a separate power of being an amplifier. She can make other people better at their... Well, the Darkling is also an amplifier. Yes. There are several. This old lady is, and she's like, you suck at magic. That's why his name was Marshall. <laughs> <laughs> He's stacked. <laughs> she also has the this old lady, this crone, has the power of wearing very nice babushkas. <laughs> she's just an old Russian bag. Bagra? Her name is Bagra. Exactly. <laughs> so she's really mean to her, but Alina's also learning like hand to hand combat, which, you know, it's, it's sort of, the, oh, the Darkling doesn't want the Grisha to only do magic, wants to know how to defend themselves. Like, really? Because you're going to be way better with magic. Like, it just, <laughs> there's just a waste. <laughs> learning to be better at magic. Yeah. You don't need to have. It's not to punch someone. She's the one that could like control light, which is the, she's the only one that could do that. Which is apparently there are, the best one. Yes, that's. Well, he can clap people in half. Yeah, what, what's more valuable there? It's like, hey, I could help you grow plants in the winter. But he's like, I could fucking. Well, she puts uh, mirrors on her hands so they'll blind people. Though I don't know why, because the light it's still there. I don't really get the mirrors. I think thing. she was just shooting out like a little laser beam. Uh, into her disco hand, and it would just blind <laughs> <laughs> people. Every time she does it, Dancing Queen comes yeah. up. <laughs> Which That's how she gets found out at the end in that part when she's trying to hide. Do you guys hear Ab- Abba? <laughs> <laughs> Which, to be fair, Abba just got to Russia uh, in in 2021. That's it just penetrated there. <laughs> And ABBA has a song about Napoleon, the Napoleonic War. Oh, man. Waterloo? You know that song? Yeah. It's a fucking amazing. ABBA has song. a song for everything. ABBA's, ABBA's really good. I don't, get, I, don't, I don't give a shit. Certainly better than Stalinist Russia. I, or Imperial Or really just any Russia. They're better than any Russia. They are. <laughs> There's no part of Russian history that's better than ABBA. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> that's true. It sucked the whole time. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I think it's true. Actually, I don't, I don't despite my master's degree in history, I never took any Russian history classes. I took a Russian history class 
It was Tuesdays and Thursdays at 8.20 in the morning, and that was the dumbest thing I ever did. <laughs> Everyone's got the same name. Oh, yeah, and, and then the same middle name, but it's also their first name half the time, just with yeah. itch added to it. Yeah, and then it's everything sucks all the time, and then everybody dies, and then more people show up, and it sucks again, and that's the entirety of Russian history. And then they get Stalin. <laughs> And it gets even yeah. worse. <laughs> really, things get really like, nice then. Hold my borscht. <laughs> you thought it sucked before. <laughs> Let's pickle that shit fest. <laughs> so she's not super good at her light powers. So the Darkling is like, hey, I know what'll help you. Let's cut the antlers off a magic deer. It's like an albino deer too, right? <laughs> yes, yeah, it's, it's a magic albino deer. Uh, his people are very oppressed. Uh, <laughs> we're going to put his antlers on a necklace, and that's be like a thing that makes you stronger. And I had this question. He's a, a, there. He has, a, he has a necklace that works as his... What the fuck was it called? Like a focus? Or amplifier. Amplifier. No. It was an amplifier. Uh, no, amplifier was a person. Oh, yeah. fuck. What the hell is it called? It was something that made their stuff stronger. One guy had the bear um, claw, and it's like, okay, I got a bear claw. Yeah, bear claw. It was just a donut on a necklace. <laughs> someone else, someone else had the jelly donut. <laughs> One has a front, front has a French crawler. <laughs> someone else has like a whole string of munchkins. <laughs> a so, cinnamon roll. Um, every every super magic item is only for one person, and that one thing does something different for everybody. It affects each one. Everyone's different. But all have trade-offs. They're not all, you know, like, all-powerful. They make you better at one thing. And then he says, you know, the horse has speed, the bear has strength, the bird has wings. No creature has all these gifts. And so the world's held in balance. I was like, what about the flying monsters in Chapter 2? <laughs> about them. They're great. They have all those things. But they're not smart, I guess. I don't know. But it's, he said, speed, strength, wings. <laughs> like no one's got all those things even though i saved you from those things earlier but i'm nitpicking a dumb book well maybe that's why the world isn't in balance no but it will be because he's darkling duck god damn it (laughs) you know i I looked up it thing it is also called an amplifier which is confusing but you know what an amplifier would do to her powers it would make them more voluminous yeah and uh, that's what I'm going to drink this beer because this book's dumb and we're almost done. Uh, this is called Voluminous. It's from Other Half. It is a triple IPA that we have had on the podcast in the future. Yeah, that, that episode's not out yet. It's in the future. I might have it again. Time's a flat circle. Um, every time you say that... I still don't know what it means. I remember it and I, and I, and I expect to hear it again. Just uh, <laughs> this is a triple IP that's ten percent alcohol, and it is made with citrus, strata, sabro, galaxy. Oh, see that ruined the whole two syllable s sound hop. Uh, <laughs> citrus, strata, sabro, galaxy, and then citrus cryo and sabro incognito, which is uh, sabro when it wants to wank. So this is a super super juicy, you know, sweet IPA. Uh, the sabro gives it, you know, this sort of tropical, f- and uh, and, the, and the citrus, especially this sort of tropical fruit flavor, melon. It's delicious. I bought several four packs, and I wish I had bought. I wish I had bought several cases because, goddamn, is it good? I'm loving it. It's really good. I'm sorry you can't have any. Maybe you could buy your own. Um, there's like we're only like a third through the book. Actually, <laughs> he's like, I'm gonna get you this special necklace. 
But then it kind of goes faster. I feel okay. So anyway, there's like a bunch more training. Oh, I'm sorry. The, the one other ridiculous training thing. You know how like every training, like not everyone, but often there's like the trainer guy is like from another country and he speaks in like broken English. Mr. Miyagi. They still have that in Russia. <laughs> still have the guy that's training her. He doesn't speak accurate, whatever fake Russian. He's like, make. Well, he's from the Shuhan people or shoe shoehorns. The shoehorns. They're the cobbler <laughs> class. But he's just like, you make make hurt with fist, and like he just like says nonsense. <laughs> Punch girl in nose, very manly, and then he just like walks away and just beats the shit out of girls and forbids them from using their magical powers to protect themselves. Because you wouldn't you wouldn't want to practice that. Not at that's, all. That seems open for abuse. <laughs> like who taught? This is the the Jeffrey Epstein Academy of. <laughs> I mean, they're basically going to like half Hogwarts, half prostitute finishing school <laughs> like they're like learning how to do their makeup and dress and be charming and uh stealth assassins but then also learn magic and then take random classes that are like oh i had to read theory of grisha again today it was boring i mean in theory but she never reads she, she never does her readings because she's a peasant girl she was illiterate she was just pretending to know <laughs> she can only draw maps she can't do any of the labels <laughs> What do these triangles mean on my map? So along with the training, there's also the the really bitchy girl. There's always a bitchy girl. Goya? What was her name? Zola? Something like that. I do not remember what her name was. It's Zoya. I, I, it I think it's Zoya. Like the bean. It's Zoisha, like the grass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it starts with a Z, which I really felt was, was kind of like because it didn't come back at the end for any reason. I was like, this is only there to provide conflict during all this long training section of the book, that's all. She's I think there she for. is in. I think she's a big part of book two because I had to I, halfway through this book. I had to look up what the fuck all these people were and all the classes, and different kinds of Grishas, because I still couldn't get it. And also, there's multiple names for like the same thing sometimes, and it's really confusing, and I couldn't understand it, so I had to look it up. Do you like the Heart Renders? I love that band. Yeah, the Heart Renders, and then there's the Tom the, Petty's backing band. <laughs> like I couldn't t- like like I could, I didn't get like the Grisha was the overall thing and there was different things within that oh the, and the, then there were other things yeah everything is like the ethereal Aki which is that sounds like a Greek person uh, but, yeah <laughs> but that was one of them you got gyros there the ethereal Aki and the and the materiak the, the cosmonauts and the Sputniks like they all had whatever their stupid yeah. classes were the the f- iron curtain the fabricators what what's a K. So it looks oh, Russian. Yeah, that, makes it, that makes it Russian. Yeah. And the R's backwards. <laughs> so it's like different corn. <laughs> uh, apparently, corn I'm, I'm, I'm looking up uh, Zoya, Zoya Nazolensky. That, I mean, this is not even subtly un-Russian. She, she's a big character later on. Like mm, all yeah. other books in this genre, uh, the author was setting up many sequels. Uh, yeah, but did the author actually know that while they wrote the first one? That that's what I'm not sure of. That's that's you got to have a mean girl. And so if you sort of examine the first book on its own, because it was probably just written on its own. I mean, this is all just guess, but I don't want to give the author too much credit for like figuring out a reason why that thing is important three books later. Like that's not good writing. Yeah, because this was not well written, but. Uh, then terrible. again, I could be wrong. Fantasy writers also sometimes 
We'll plan out like this is her first book ever. Years, years in advance. But maybe she, you know, just had this whole giant outline, family tree, giant thing planned out ahead of time. Who knows? That could also be true. She, G- she JK'd it. JK. JK. <laughs> I got it all figured out. JK. Oh <laughs> well. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I mean, this is her first book. She, she's not. You know, she's not old, but she's got to be. In her forties, at least, she's not like the divergent author who was like twenty years old when she wrote the first book. Who so, was the cover quote? Oh, it is the divergent. Uh, yeah, turd. Unlike anything I've ever read, because she's never read anything. <laughs> <laughs> it's much longer than an article. This book's like thousands of tweets. Um, but she, <laughs> shit. If you graduate, so actually on her Wikipedia page, it doesn't say how old she is, but she graduated from college. In ninety seven, so she's so born twenty years in like seventy five ish. So she's damn near fifty at this point. All right, so she's like forty ish, forty something when this book came out. She might have been thinking about this shit for a long time. Might have been you know just kind of as a hobby, like the long pet project. No, I mean you know yeah. we have this we have this like attitude like that you need to like figure your shit out very young in life. You know, like when you when the person's got their whole thing set up in there. Julia Child didn't. I don't have to. She was a That's goddamn. She wasn't she like a spy? She was a spy in China. A, a <laughs> six foot tall white woman. That is talent. <laughs> okay. Oh, what's going on with these secret documents over here oh, next boy. to my pudding? <laughs> oh my goodness, I have a have a little wine here with these egg rolls. <laughs> but she, literally, she's six. She was six feet tall. I like to think she smuggled the cameras in inside of like turkeys <laughs> with her hump that was forming on the back of her. <laughs> Oh, oh boy. She, uh, yeah, she was a, oh, that's, the, that wasn't in Julia and Julia. That's the best spy <laughs> that that's is ever a way, existed. And you have to admit a way better movie. I mean, I didn't see Julia and Julia. I'm sure it's fine, but like, sure it's, no, it's not, ju- but no one would believe Julia Child in a spy thriller. So you know, I would they didn't believe make that it. movie. I, I would believe it. it if Leslie Nielsen played her. <laughs> <laughs> if Leslie Nielsen was still alive. And played Julia Child, the, the spy in China. <laughs> then you're like, this is so ridiculous. He does the whole thing. Could in, it be true? Does the whole thing in falsetto? <laughs> no, he does the same thing, holding in his voice. <laughs> I like how our Julia Child sounds like Mr. Bill from Saturday Night Live. She oh, sounded oh. kind of like Mr. Bill. She did. That's, yeah. Or Mr. Bill sounded like her. That was her as a spy, damn it. That was. Damn it. What? She was under. That's how she was getting the codes. <laughs> Who does every Mr. Two work Bill, for? <laughs> every Mr. Bill uh, sketch was coded with the Chinese <laughs> missile building site is at this latitude. <laughs> you got to follow his blinks. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. <laughs> Where the fuck are we talking about? Um, okay. So a couple of other things going on. What sort of during the training thing is that the Darkling is trying to seduce her and basically succeeding. Because first he kisses her, so fucking mysterious, and then well, first he's like, "You are you are the answer to all my issues or whatever problems. <laughs> I don't know. You're the solution to all. I just want you to fix wrong. me." <laughs> and 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 he kisses her. Now he looks right on the mouth. Now he <laughs> looks like he's, uh, but not with know. his mouth. <laughs> it's very weird. He looks like 20 years old or like 22 or something like that. But he's actually, he says he's 120 
And I was immediately thinking like Twilight. This is fucking a weird older guy hot that forever. still looks young <laughs> and is very angry and overbearing. High school surfs, man. They just stay the same age. <laughs> it, it reminded me of Twilight a lot. Yeah. And then, then there's this, there's a ball, you know. So this is where like it becomes Cinderella for about a couple chapters. There's a, there's going to be a fancy ball, and Alina is going to be the star because she's the, because she can make light. She's which sun? Which summoner. stars do? <laughs> oh, good point. I wasn't even pun because she's so not hot. intended, but it worked anyway. <laughs> The dad powers are strong in the, <laughs> the Drunk Guys <laughs> Book Club. <laughs> and so she's going to be the star, but, you know, she has this amazing dress made, and the other girl, the pretty one, is like, I just want you to, we're going to take you to the mirror so you can see how good you look. Get your hair did. Yeah. But there was a whole thing earlier, because they have, Nate mentioned it way back, that they have fanciful colored clothing, and they have this bizarre... Uh, you know, wool, wool, the, the, the wool union is really strong in this yeah. part of Russia. And there is a... Yeah, dis- unions didn't work out too well for them last a, time. A distinct color uh, freaking... They go on Star Trek rules. Yeah, that they can only wear based on their... Uh, based on their... Magic power. Ma- yeah, and it's color-coded. Like, so if you're red, it's because you're a fire person... If it's blue, it's because you're a summoner. If it's ladybug, it's because you like the film Ladybugs with the kid who... With pretend- Rodney Dangerfield? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's a deep cut. Uh, it's a no, classic I have film not seen of that. My- oh, it's, you're- I'm not surprised. No one's seen that. That's what Rodney Dangerfield in his later career was making direct-to-VHS and plastic clamshell movies. Was that direct... That wasn't in theaters? I think that was I in theaters. I can't imagine that was in theaters. I can't believe... I've not watched Ladybugs... It's from 92. I think that was in theaters. I bet that shit was released and made like six bucks. Well, that I, bought ha- the, I bought the tape, so yeah, it made some money. That had a theatrical theatrical release. The whole plot of Ladybugs, Nate, is uh, his was son? It, is his son or his grandson or had, like dressed up as a girl to play on the girls' soccer team because he didn't make the boys' soccer team? Is that what it was? <laughs> it was something like that, yeah. And then at the end, uh, you know, it all comes out and then they're all... J.K. Rowling would really not like this story. They're all. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, what? I'm, I'm on a hormone blocker. No, but they they play and they eat good or whatever. And then he ends up matching the girl, uh, managing the girls' softball team or the girls' soccer team or something at the end. And then the entire boy, all the boys are dressed as girls and goes, hey, finally, I get some respect. <laughs> and that's how it <laughs> ends. <laughs> You're like, no, no, you don't, though. <laughs> you, you, you disrespected yourself, Rodney, when you made this movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, but anyway, so the, the point of the close was not to bring up the film Ladybugs, which I don't regret. But it was to <laughs> talk about how when they first go to the, the castle, Hogwarts, uh, and and uh, the Darkling tells uh, the the uh, the, Bo- the Botox wizard. Uh, <laughs> fuck, I forgot her name. Jaina. Right? Jenya. Jenya. Genya. En- it's Enya. It's Enya's sister, though. Oh man, <laughs> Jenya. Who can make you look younger? Only time. <laughs> and whenever she talks, people just fall asleep. It's just like, oh, this is very relaxing. I feel like I'm at a spa. He's like, she will wear a black robe. 
but it's not robe. They have like a dumb word. Uh, kefta. kefta. Is that a kefta. is that a Russian yeah. word? It probably is a Russian word. It's probably a fake Russian word. I looked one. I looked one word up, and it was like, is this actually? Is this actually? They, they a drop thing? a few ones in there, and then they make a bunch of Russian sounding words. You she learned how Russians make plurals and just stuck that on everything. You just put a nish, uh, Banishnikov or whatever on the end of something <laughs> or Chachka yeah. and you're like, oh, it's key. But um, he's like, she will wear a black kefta like my heart because I am so emo. Come by later and we'll listen to Morrissey on repeat. I will show you that boys don't cry. <laughs> Not secure, but still. <laughs> um. And then she's like, no, I don't want to wear that. I want to wear blue like the other. And it's like this fight. Like, and, and you're reading this and you're like, why do I care? And you shouldn't. Um, oh, it's because she doesn't want to stand out. She wants to be among her people, the proletariat. Because this is all all a thinly veiled metaphor for the revolution. Not really, though. <laughs> <laughs> but then at the party, she, oh, she gets a- the black the black kefta. And you know what happens then? You don't go you know back. back. <laughs> you don't go back. <laughs> <laughs> So, because this is fantasy, I was realizing the number of of very strong similarities in the plot points with uh, the Wheel of Time, which we have not I done yet, yeah. but we will probably do later this year. Oh goddamn! It just wasn't drawn out over ten thousand pages. It was only three hundred. It's like fifteen thousand pages. Those fucking you're, books. You're probably right. Yeah. But there are a number of plot points that are like in that are very similar to that in the. In the magic people having specific colors is one of them. Are these basically tropes Along at with this point? Other things. I think that's a trope now, thanks to the Wheel of Time. I mean, I think there's a, a lot of. We could probably go through this and point pick a lot of different elements of this and find an earlier fantasy book that did the same thing. Oh yeah, and frankly, there's just so goddamn many fantasy books, and they especially all, YA ones now. Yeah. There, it's it's pretty tough to have something inventive at this point. It is. Yeah, it's fine. It's totally fine. And if you write in YA, you can guess that most of your audience hasn't read that many things and so won't know that you straight up copied. That's true. There's One not a lot of overlap in the Shadow and Bone, Shadow and Bone fans and the Wheel of Time fans. Oh, actually, I wouldn't say that's true because like, the reading level of Wheel of Time is actually really low. So... Is it? It's, I mean, they're I just long. Like, okay. I read the first two, maybe three of them. They're just, they're just. The books have a just lot of so pages, but much. like. They, they just, they just have, it's a very just massive story with a lot of stuff in it, but the reading level is not high mm. at all. Yeah, that's fair. It's just, he, that's a series, I guess we'll re- re- repeat this when we do those, but that's a series where I, I believe he had a plan from the beginning, or at least much more of a plan. Than That's most, where he died and his son took over. Just some rando uh, guy, yeah, a different, yeah, hired. a different guy. But basically, he died before oh. writing the final book, which would have been book twelve, I think, or yeah, eleven, something like that. Ten, but they, they ended up splitting it into like three, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, we'll talk more about that in uh, later this year, I, I believe. So she has to wear. She, she go to the big, the big winter party, uh, which in Russia they call life. Uh, but then, <laughs> except there's no party. It's yeah. winter every day, <laughs> so she has to put on. And she's like, "the The Darkling has sent you this, and it's a um, black kefta, but that's his color, and no one else is allowed to wear it. And it has his little logo dangling there by her boobage. And he's like, "It's the Russian." 
It's Bo- yeah, it's a uh, French Boupage. Uh, <laughs> uh, and then uh, she wears it, and all the other girls are like, "Ah, oh, fuck! I wanted that hundred twenty year old dick." Everyone does want his dick. Nobody wants the king's dick, though. He's been giving it to some of the girls. That was kind of dark for a book for middle schoolers. Yeah, but it gets glossed over real fast. That doesn't really matter. Yeah, they're not going to notice. No, they're only going to notice the budding love triangle. Indeed, because after Which, like the ball, the, the the big party happens, and everyone is like, "Oh, Alina, this is so amazing." Was it right before the party happens that Mal comes back, or right after? No, it's right. I think it's like, like during. It, it's like during. It's like okay. they. She's had several glasses of champagne, and then the Darkling goes to kiss her, and, and then he's like, "Friday, I'm does. in love." <laughs> no, cool. care songs. <laughs> Oh, song I don't know any more Cure songs. I, I I know I know that. And uh, boys I don't only cry. Know boys don't cry. <laughs> but he but. kisses her, and her lips are bruised. Looking afterwards, her words. Oh, that's, that's weird. Ooh, that's creepy. I don't like that. I don't. I do, I don't like it either. And then and then anyway. So then after that, Mal is there because Mal is an amazing tracker. That's what he is. So, and he was, and after earlier in earlier in the book, when Alina had told the Darkling that you know I'm missing my friend Mal, and he's an amazing tracker. It's like how good is he? The tra- the Darkling sends Mal to find the albino stag. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, <laughs> I mean it's just. I mean it really is hard to find in the snow, you know, because like it's everything is white. Yeah. So yeah. Why aren't they all albino? And every and it's Russia. Every one is white. <laughs> so you're like, oh. so and Mal like yells at her. And at first she's like, "Oh my God, you're here!" And then he yells at her. He's mad at her. Obviously, obviously he's jealous. Uh, and then they have a big fight. She's left the proletariat. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, yes. He's gonna make me. She could tell he's upset. He has a lump in proletariat in his throat. That's a real. That's a real good Marx deep cut right there. Lump in proletariat. That the lumpen Nate, do you know what the lumpen proletariat is? I bet you nope. do. No, oh, I don't see, actually. You, you thought you were a Marxist. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so the lumpen uh, lumpen proletariat is uh, is made from the the claw meat of. <laughs> <laughs> You're on a roll. <laughs> no, it's the. Um, it's the lowest level of the proletariat who are never going to actually care about the revolution. Oh. The ones who like can't be bothered to give a shit. They're too busy just being totally dejected and, and exploited. So almost everyone. And it turns, it turns <laughs> out, yeah. <laughs> it turns out, yeah. So, okay. So Mal is there and he yells at her. And Alina's like, why is everybody picking on me? And then, <laughs> and then she goes to her room, and she's like crying, and then there's a knock on the door, and then it's the old bag lady who says, who like pulls a knife on her and then says, you have to go. Now, the Darkling is going to use you and will have complete power over you. And, and I'm his mother, and we're both a thousand years old, which, you know, <laughs> not well explained, but that's what I got out of it. And then well, that, they, was, they, that was it, yeah. They do say that uh, the magic people live much longer, and they look young forever. They, look, they live longer, de- and 
the stronger they are with magic, the even longer they are. So since he's the strongest, he's lived forever. He's the biggest freaking amplifier. He's like 3,000 watts. And um, well, also, he's been pretending to fold. He's a 100 watt head. (laughs) (laughs) The, uh, the, the, The shadow fold or the unsee or whatever the fuck it is was created uh, back in the day by another Darkling who was trying to do something, and he fucked up, like, oops, I slipped, and I made a pocket shadow dimension. Sorry, my bad. And But it was his greed. He said it was my yeah, million-times great-grandfather, and then she reveals, like, no, it was him. He's just really old, but he still looks good. He's keeping it tight. But that's my son. You Pilates. can't fuck him. It's just Pilates, yeah. <laughs> And so she's Lots like, you got to get out of town because he wants to use your light powers and fix his dark powers like an Oreo working together for to make something <laughs> even greater. <laughs> What's greater than Oreos? Two Oreos. Double stuffed Oreos. <laughs> yeah, double stuffed Oreos. That's what the amplifier is for. Yeah. <laughs> it's even more stuff. <laughs> Amplify the light part in the middle of the Oreo. Uh, so she, like, you, you have to leave. You have to escape. And I know it's like the point of the plot, but I was like, why does she believe her? Why does, why does one person saying one thing, to, why does one crazy person saying one thing to you in the middle of the night totally go, oh yeah, everything I've learned for the last six months is wrong. Like who, who would do that? But anyway, well, it's apparently not, every, everything is, everything's kind of the same. It's just that this one guy is bad, but the rest of the stuff, everyone else doesn't know either. They all think he's, not like he's said he's faked his death several times you know there's no pictures uh and, and it's russia they don't even have pictures still today and the the darkling says that he's going to use alina to cleanse the fold or the the unsee and get rid of it but then yeah the bag lady says like no he's going to expand it he's gonna take over the world with it i mean he it turns out she everyone. was entirely right but oh yeah i just Mama feel like best. I was just one as that part was happening. I was really wondering, like, is she going to say no, lady? You're crazy. That, no, that's true. But no, so she escapes. I'm sure there was a reason, but I can't remember what it was. So it's yeah, there's probably no reason at all. So she escapes and like tries to like run, and, you know, hide from the authorities. This is where her map making skills were useful because she knew where she was going mm. in order mm. to escape. But it all it all she, works out. And she makes it a couple weeks, you know, and she used to be a peasant, so she knows how to act like a peasant. Well, she gets caught almost right away by Mal. Well, no, that, so that happens a little bit later. Then she's, like, in some random village trying to, like, get food, and some drunk guy, drunk man, stumbles out of a bar and is like, ooh, come here, pretty lady. And then she has to use her light powers on him. And then one of the Darkling's guards is like, aha, you're the one. You're right here. And then, so she has to run, like literally just run into the woods and just like, just like get away from them. And then she's like, falls down a hill and is wet. And it's dark. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, and it's Russia. So it's really cold. Well, she, everything sucks. She was like, I <laughs> will go to sucks. the stream to hide my tracks. Like she, but which she planned doesn't on actually it. work. But, uh, and then she's hiding there. And she's just trying to like hide on in the forest, like don't don't find me. But of course, the person who finds her is Mel, because he's the best goddamn tracker there ever was. But 
Then he saves her. Instead of turning her in, because he's a soldier that was sent out to look for her, instead of turning her in, he also deserts his post. And then, like, just they go on the run. And they, and then they, over the course of, like, days, at first they don't talk to each other and they're mad at each other. But then they realize, and then Mal realizes, no, we have to go after the stag. We have to find it because it's for you. And if you can get it, then you can stop the Darkling. So they're like, oh, okay, fine. We will go and we will find the stag. And then also they realize how much they love each other. Oh, that, that, that's a little bit later. Um, they Also, the, the, the old lady tells her if the Darkling gets the stag and makes it into a necklace and puts it on you, then he'll control you because the person who kills it gets the power, but then he's going to put the power on you, so he gets your power, and that apparently makes enough sense for us to move forward with the plot. It was kind of confusing. He'll make you, basically, you become like his slave, and he can just be like, voice activate you, like a fucking like Manchurian candidate nonsense. Yeah. <laughs> make light, okay. <laughs> it's dark, I'm scared. <laughs> uh, and so, they eventually, over the course of, first, they almost get caught at one point in some town. Uh, During Butter Week. <laughs> you know, but that's right. <laughs> they were so excited. It's Butter Week. <laughs> Get your arteries ready, kids. <laughs> it's, it's felt like uh, it felt like something out of um, the Ichabog when <laughs> they like, yeah. lived in like, chee- like Philly Cheesecakeville. And, uh, and, like <laughs> everyone there dies by twenty six. <laughs> like Gouttopia or whatever those cities were called. Uh, trying to think of some more dumb names or towns, but carry on, Nate. I'm sorry. <laughs> if I think of one, I'll let you know. <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> Pulled Porkburg. <laughs> Pulled Porkistan. <laughs> I would like to go there. <laughs> they definitely have don't have pulled pork at any of the stands, so that doesn't no, make sense. They, they don't. <laughs> okay. So Alina and Mal, they like they track they track the stag, but then you know, and they're like, don't have that much food. And of course, it's still really cold, as it always is. And then one morning, Alina says, Mal, I need you to do me a favor. If I'm about to get caught, I need you to kill me so that I don't fall into his hands. And he's like, no, I can't do that. This is this is where it was really like, oh, now this is a young adult novel. This is where it got full young adult novel. The next day, or later that day, maybe that exact same time, they they managed to find the stag, and the stag walked, the, 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 the albino one, the, the important one, and then it walks right up to Alina, like, oh, this is a, so amazing, they're so magical, and then Mal gets shot with an arrow, and the Darkling is there, they followed them, it's like, ha ha. She, she chooses not to kill the stag. That's she important. chooses not to kill him. Yeah, she's like, uh, I don't want to get my shoes dirty. I'm not going to cut its neck. Yeah. But then the bad guys come. And then the Darkling and all the, all the other evil guards show up, and they, like, take them prisoner, and then they kill the stag, and then they put the the magic antler necklace onto Alina. Do you think when, really they put, what it is. when they put the magic deer necklace on her of the stag that she could have killed, and she too, she could have prevented this situation. Do you think she would have had a bit of like a Homer Simpson moment when Doe? No, you're gonna let that joke happen. Doe? Is that a pun? Stag? It's a female Doe? Deer. Female deer. Oh, god damn it. 
Like I don't know the Simpsons that well. I don't. I don't get it. He <laughs> says dough. That's like his fucking No, I know that. But I, thought maybe, I thought maybe required a little bit more knowledge than just that. No, it's not. I a, thought too highly of the joke. No, it's a pretty <laughs> simple. It's. It's. I mean, maybe I bucked up the delivery of that beer <laughs> joke, but it's pretty straightforward. But she gets. She gets gimped by this necklace, and she becomes his slave. Why didn't they just call like, it a collar at that point? Like, why would you? Uh, I mean, it's, it's it's about how much it dangles, really. And the the boobage, it's uh, yeah. It I mean, antlers are pretty big. I, I like to imagine that they're full size, like full grown deer antlers that she has to wear all the time now. And it's like just <laughs> like twenty pounds of of deer horn. So she had like some sort of like you know like uh like a, like a collar like like a cone. So she she's got stitches and she's a dog. Like it's like yeah, restricting it's her mobility, moving around up. her head. She can't chew on her stitches. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but then he's like, all right, let's go. You're my slave now. And she's like, okay, I'm a slave. And so they get on the boat back to the shadow land and he's got Mal there. And he's like, if you don't do what I like, if you try and kill yourself, I'm going to kill your hot boyfriend. She's like, God damn it. I love having a hot boyfriend. So I won't kill myself. <laughs> and so they're on the boat with uh, the other guys. But then he says, oh, wait, I'm going to kill him anyway. You can say goodbye. That's pretty dark, Ling. Um, so anyway, they go to the the unfold or whatever it's called. And unsee. They, the unsee because the not see was very that didn't that didn't <laughs> go well in test crowds. <laughs> like, mm, that doesn't sound right. Don't go there. <laughs> uh, and then the darkling never again uses his control over Alina to make her really bright. That but that somehow extends the fold, extends well, it the like, darkness. It makes like a tunnel, so it pushes the darkness out of the way, so they're safe where they are. But he also makes the fold bigger. He makes the he makes the the darkness bigger so that it takes over more territory. And then the yeah. darkling is like, "This is how I shall control the world. If you do not bow to me, I will do. I will just make everything really dark all the time." Because he has ambassadors from the other three make-believe countries there. And they're like, look what I can do. I can just, I can fuck your shit up. And so they're like, ooh, we're scared. And then... But as the Darkling is about to make Alina do it, like with his hands on her shoulder or whatever, it's like making her use her power because that's what he can do with that thing. She realizes, but I, I didn't kill the stag. It was him, so I actually have the control here. And suddenly it's like, I don't have to do what you say. She elder wands it. It's like Harry Potter was, with the it fucking was some elder wand. About, no, she, she said, like, I showed mercy, and mercy gives me the power just as killing a gray it would. skull. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it was a, a second round of, I don't really understand how that makes sense on top of the initial one doesn't make sense. So I guess they cancel each other out. Two us make a right. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's actually a pretty good... I think that's a good rule for YA fiction in general. (laughs) Adds up to good enough. (laughs) Yeah, two us us make a... Yeah, make a right. (laughs) Two us is a uh uh-huh, technically. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's, that's pretty great. So then... Trademark that, Nate. (laughs) There you go. So they, so Alina and Mal are able to escape through because she can just like you know use her light powers on she the, has the force. 
Yeah, she can use exactly use the force on the on the Velcro, and they are managed <laughs> to escape to the other side of the the dark sea or the unseen. And she she rips the boat in half, leaving them all for dead theoretically. But clearly, the Darkling but, doesn't die. Was really hoping the author would come up with a better villain for the rest of the books, but apparently not. I think he uh, gets older and he comes the darkness. <laughs> he believes in a thing called power. Just listen to the rhythm of his farts. Fart. <laughs> <laughs> no, we got that other girl, uh, Goya Chernobyl, whatever her name is. She's going to become more important. Mm. Because the Darkling wanted to bang Alina. He's going to totally... He, he's he's going to have to go bang a different Grisha. Like he's apparently never does never banged any of them before. One inten- unintentionally funny line is that when the Darkling captures Mal and Alina... The Darkling says to Alina, did you know, what did you tell him? And then the line, did you tell him what I showed you in the dark? (laughs) (laughs) It's like, oh, man. (laughs) (laughs) Not that kind of book. It's a good size. (laughs) It was, I had been swimming that day. It was his, it was his Darkling. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, so Alina and Mal, they escape to the other side of the, thing and they see the real sea because that's important the real ocean and they're like she'd never seen it i guess well because it was on the other side of the thing so yeah no one in ravka which by the way russia in russian history they had a really hard time get make up with warm water ports okay we're gonna do some actual russian history russia (laughs) like russo japanese war was fought damn it like russia because it's so cold, like they're all their port cities would, it would just be totally frozen for like a good eight months of the year. So they couldn't like ship anything in and out. And it's one of the reasons, actually, it's kind of the, one of the reasons why Vladimir Putin took over Crimea because they really was trying to get that outpost on the Black Sea. And so like the Black Sea was super important. This is kind of one of the reasons why the, I think one of the reasons why the Crimean War was fought in the 18. 18- 50s around when this book was actually uh, wasn't a Crimea River because <laughs> <laughs> they needed a new port <laughs> and so like this was probably unintentional but Russia's like full big foreign policy goal for like centuries was getting a hold of a warm water port and in this book Ravka can't get to the sea to trade because of this weird sand desert thing in the way also known as Poland. (laughs) 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 Anyway, the real parallel with Russian history, probably by accident. I'm going to guess it was an accident, but that's the end of the book, right? Mm -hmm. That's the end of the book. And we're doing this because I'm making a Netflix show out of this because it's the next money bag grab, except no Netflix, it'll be done in two seasons and they won't renew it. So let's see what happens. How does this, uh, how did you, I think you guys thought this book was better than I did because I thought it was pretty stupid. I, as I was reading it, I felt like it was fine. It was better than Divergent, which is it an was episode definitely, that hasn't yeah. come out yet, but still better than Div- Divergent. It's not, I mean, okay, compare, it's not as good as Harry Potter, but it was okay. Is how I would describe it. It was okay. It was fine, although still like some of these other books. Now that we've talked about them and analyzed them a little bit, they kind of don't hold up. It doesn't hold up as well, now that I've thought about it a bit more. 
But still, I was entertained while I read it. I wanted to know what happens next. It's fine. I I'd, I agree with that in general. I'd say it's it's probably a little better than average for YA books because there are so many. Yeah, the and, average has got to be pretty low. And most of them are trash. For everyone we read, there's 15 we don't. There's 1,500 we don't. <laughs> I'm talking about series, not individual books, there's, hopefully. They, dude, there are so... <laughs> goddamn many YA books in this genre. And I will say the one thing I thought was cool about this, you know, I said earlier, like, you know, like I was defending her, so there's only so many, all the ideas have been done. You know, like you could always find something like, well, someone did that kind of thing already. Doing it in Russia, as much as we made fun of it the whole episode, that was at least a new a new take on it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it kind of felt a little steampunkish, but... It's different, and she said, like, I read an interview with her, I forget, I'm going to fuck up the quote, but she essentially, essentially said, not every fantasy book needs to be in the Middle Ages, <laughs> and, and she's right, like, that's where the most, most of them do take or place. Or Western Europe in the Middle Ages. Yeah, so... So she, sure, you know, you, that was new. That was a different thing, at least, and yeah. I didn't, you know, I, I was not put off by it, I wasn't, like, excited by it, but I thought, like, all right, this is at least a little different. Yeah, I mean, that was okay, but beyond the obvious names and, you know, a smattering of fake Russian words, what made this Russian at all? Uh, oh, we never even talk about the Rasputin guy. Um, oh, there's the Rasputin. Okay, so there's a, there's a mean wizard, or a priest, really. But he wasn't but, mean. Yeah, he was a... We, we don't know his motivations yet. This is only the first book, and there's a I get, well, I, I get Because this is a YA book, and it's not you know the most amazing thing ever, the fact that he everyone thought he was creepy and weird, I bet he's a good guy. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely possible. But, I <laughs> because mean, it's always going to be the opposite of what the dumb children think. Well, you gotta got to switch it up. But, I mean, I, di- I don't understand what did putting in Russia make any different other than russian names and a few words like it doesn't it it, it, it doesn't make it into better. the plot at all it, it, it's it, not like it, it didn't was have a, to be in, in in russia at all it was just but it was just a different setting because like everything yeah. else has been done and that was all it was like hey in order to make this be a little bit different or stand out a little bit more we'll just change the setting to something like russia yeah, I mean, I, I, I guess Which I just I was asking too much of it, I guess. Where it's like, oh, well, if it's in Russia, maybe they'll bring some Russian shit into it, like history Russia or like the Russian culture at all, or like. But it's just they drink poor people, a lot. rich people. Yeah, they do drink a lot. But of any, anything in this could have, if this had been in any other country, it would have been exactly the same. Maybe because it's the first book. I don't know. Sure. I mean, I think part of it is that it will give it at least a distinctive visual style when they make the show, which, you know, well, they we'll could see put... if the show adheres to that at all. Well, I think if they have, you know, the uh, fucking Candyland-looking, you know, facilities... The main girl is uh, half Asian. I have no idea who's in it. Uh, I, 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 don't, I don't know if it was anyone that we would know. Listen, I, I, I think... I watched, I watched the trailer, so I could have a picture in my head of what everybody looked like, and it was, you know... The normal group of attractive twenty somethings that no one's ever heard of and will not hear from again in a while. And the and the Darkling is played by the guy who was in Prince Caspian. Was he? I mean no one saw that either. Yeah, so he's he's better, he's ready to come back now. Okay. He's yeah, he's was, done his penance. What, ten years ago? How long ago was Prince Caspian? Jesus. Oh god, it has to be at least ten years ago. Yeah. Well, he's uh, supposed to be old, but not really old. So Well the, the actor that, that is the actor's like in his late thirties. Uh, the movie's from from 
13 years ago. So he was like Jesus, 24 okay. at the time or something. I don't I'm looking at uh, some like, you know, production shots and you know what it almost looks like it's set in more like Soviet yes, based on one set of costumes. It's kind of like, no, that almost looks Soviet. No, they've got some ladies in the background that are clearly a little bit more like Peter the Great era. But still they're wearing like military uniforms like it's like the like it's the Soviets. So I don't know. It's just it's just like a melange of Russian crap. They, they can mix and match however they want. It's fantasy. It's not even trying to be historical fiction. Oh no. Well, I, it is magic. It's clearly magic, but they keep calling it the small science. Because it's science, it's not magic, even though only certain people are born with the ability to do it. It's it's definitely not magic. Don't call it that. Small science. Which is not related to penis enlargement uh, science. Yeah. No, that's a, that's a separate branch. That's, that's, it's not, it's not <laughs> small. It's, <laughs> it's a fine size. Man, you know, we should have our dumb intro jokes and Ivan, another beer. <laughs> there wasn't a single Ivan in this. There wasn't? I thought there was, there was a throwaway Ivan. Who was an Ivan? I, I, th- I thought it was oh, one, one of, of the guards. guard dudes. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, when we do book two. Ugh. Do we have to? I hope not. We'll see if, if the Netflix show gets another one. If it gets another season, then maybe. That might make another season. They'll usually make two, but then everybody's contracts go up, so they cancel season three or four. And they just make another bizarre bunch of weird crap on Netflix. Yep. More than can be watched in a human lifetime, it seems. So my mm-hmm. ultimate question about this book, why is it called Shadow and Bone? Oh, it's because that's... Well, they're... He the darkling, darkling wanted to boner. Yeah, yeah it's really, it's, right. And that's what Nate was going to say. I think. I think we agree. I don't know, that, Nate. You... That was it. Yeah, took the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> no, it's the bone of the stag. Oh, and it's the shadow of the darkling, or the shadow of the the fold area. Yeah. The I, got, I got the shadow part, but I didn't. I guess I was like, is there a is there a fucking person who does a bone? Though they did say there was one person who could resurrect zombies. I, I have a feeling the uh, that title was picked after the book was written, or like you know, it was picked by the editor. Mm. I mean, it's it's a great kind of ooh, what could that be about? Young adult fiction title, you know? It's better than Russian Russian Hogwarts for girls. <laughs> like it's <laughs> though there were a few boys in there, but they kind of are never in the plot. There are some. One of the fabric, there's the vagina. The fabricator. She likes, she likes the fabricator guy. Yeah, whose magic power is the ability to make swords. But, like, they're really good. Yeah, he has the uh, wizard skill to tinker. <laughs> yeah, he like, can make swords in an era where there are guns. He's like, I'm, I'm really good at soldering. <laughs> get a few more years, I'll be get to, get to, get, get to uh, join the union. Yeah, he's a, he's a journeyman <laughs> fabricator right now. <laughs> I thought it was fine for, you know, listen, I don't read a ton of these books, this style of book. Just for this. We just read them for just, this. Yeah, I really only read them for the podcast at this point because that's pretty much all I read these days is for the podcast. And it's, they're fine. They're entertaining. They're like, you know, eating a, a shitty piece of Elio's pizza. You know, it's not very good. <laughs> You don't really enjoy it that much, but in the moment, you're like, this is pretty good. And then you move on with your life, and you never come back to that. It's, How about this? In six months, will you remember any of this? I'll remember it was a Russian wizard's book. That's what I'll remember. 
and the Darkling, so we made fun of him for looking like he listened to the Smiths. <laughs> like, I don't remember that. I don't know. It all depends on... I mean, I, I, it's fine. It's it's fine. It's, it's, not, it's not amazing. I would not say you need to go read this, but I wouldn't say to avoid it. If you're interested the in this genre... Be it could, the show will probably be better, actually, because it'll cut out a lot of the dumb crap as the, these kinds of books are prone to have. Yeah. And will speed up the pacing. Because, like, the first half of the book is really just a lot of, like, dress up and her realizing she's dumb and poor over and over again. Like, there's really not a lot that happens. And then everything happens in the last, like, th- quarter of the book is when all the shit happens. Yeah. The first half was, for me... It was it was terrible. I hated it. And it really, when the Darkling showed up, it was like, oh, good, they're going to have a fucking love triangle, of course, because every book needs one. And I was kind of right for part of it. Then when he turned out to be an evil, evil person, I'd be like, oh, okay, that's a little different. It kind of picked up a little bit for me there. But beyond that, it was it was kind of indistinguishable from anything else. Yeah, probably. Again, this is a... I don't expect it to be. No, know. I wasn't expecting a great work of art. But it's an entertaining couple hours. I, I I don't regret reading it. It was fine. Should I have read? Could I have read something more like fulfilling? Sure, but I think it was. I think it was okay. What do you think, Nate? You could be the tiebreaker. I'm not, it was okay. As I said before, it was all right. It's a young adult novel. Like you can't expect a whole lot. My expectation, my expectations were low going into it. So I was like, so my expectations were met. You know, I wasn't disappointed because my expectations were quite low. So it was fine. It's a good way to put it. It's a bringing endorsement <laughs> for the book. <laughs> my low expectations were met, so it was okay. That's good. They can put that right underneath the uh, divergent author's quote on the yeah, front. Yeah, that's the, the divergent point. author, and then Nate. I had low expectations, and it met those. (laughs) (laughs) So if you have low expectations, I recommend you read this book. (laughs) Do we want to read the next one? Is anyone looking forward to that? No. Yeah. You don't care what happens to the Darkling to see if he uh, gets more eyeliner? (laughs) (laughs) Don't give a shit. All right. (laughs) Tell us what you thought. Send us an email to drunkguysbookclub at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at drunkguysbc. Or go to Facebook and Instagram at drunkguysbookclub. And if you've listened this long, why not leave us a review wherever you're listening? Uh, just round it to five stars. One for each uh, different type of colored rope that's mentioned in this book. And if that's not your thing, you could also go to patreon.com slash drunkguysbookclub and support the podcast there. And check us out on Goodreads and be our friend where we talk about books and our friends. <laughs> and check out the Hopped Up Network, a network of independent beer podcasters, and thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.